Welcome back, everybody. Uh, brand new episode of Rules of the Arena, finally. I know we've been gone for a while, and I apologize, but COVID kind of screwed up the whole recording schedule. We sat down this week with my buddy Kiko Murphy, who you might remember from No Story Left Behind last week. We just kind of sat down. We had myself and Justin were over at Kiko's house, and we're all gym enthusiasts, and so we kind of focused around that. I hope you enjoy this episode. Kind of what it's about, right? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get the issues going. So we're we're back this week. Uh, we actually camp. Me and Justin actually camped out in Kiko's yard for the last seven days. Of course, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't know. You <laughs> yeah. slept in the teardrops. Yes, I, I have two in my yard. Every time we'd spot me, I was like slalom pattern. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, of course, if you listen to the last episode release, Justin walked us through making cocktails. I mean, they don't remember it, but I did it. <laughs> I remember parts, the highlights at least. Do you? Lowlights, <laughs> highlights? Yeah. Uh, so, Justin, what have you been up to since then? I, mean, oh. I know you've gotten back to work finally. Yeah, I forget how long ago that was. Um, May we, 10th. Is that the date? Yep. God, my days blended together. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's nice to be back going into things. Um, we've now been open at my restaurant for a couple weeks now. Um, very limited hours still. I mean, a lot of places are taking it slow. It's uncharted territory. It's, yeah. I mean... Like I was just, we were just discussing, you know, I'm like, I'm 29, I'll be 30 in a couple weeks here, and this is the, uh, like, second once-in-a-lifetime recession, and then there's a pandemic, and, <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's a weird time, but we're getting there. Um, people are pretty good about understanding things, like, we have regulations that we need to be open, and they're pretty good about following it for the most part, and, you know, it's weird to have discussions at the bar top, like, don't talk politics, don't talk religion. Only half that's true now. <laughs> let's let's talk about politics, right? <laughs> but people are people are being cool. But yeah, being back to work's weird. You know, twelve hours a day of a mask. Um, I make better tips. Uh, you know, you can't see it. <laughs> I used to have to wait till dark. It's a little bit different now. Turn the lighting uh, down. Yeah, no, that mood lighting isn't for like your mood. It's so that I make better money, right? right. Uh, but no, it's been fine. You know, trying to get back into things. Um, I know you and I discussed, I've been out documenting, or at least was, um, a lot of the protests in Minneapolis. Um, very weird to be out of the Twin Cities now and up here. The folks that follow me on Instagram and Facebook, I shared some of your posts off of there. Yep. It was really cool uh, to see. Just documenting the stuff, you know, they're begging for me to come in, and they aren't doing it. So getting out to these areas where it's not just, you know, violence, it's people trying to heal and bring communities together, and it's not being shown. And I feel like that's something that's really pulling things apart a lot so that's that's what I felt I'm a photographer I have no right to speak for any of these people that are are being you know hurt but I can at least uh, elevate people that need to be heard from which I had um, one dedicated follower on Instagram shout out to you you know who you are Uh, apparently I did not know but because of my political party affiliation I am the uh, craft ranch dressing of white supremacy because I didn't say anything and because of who I vote for. And it's like, uh, well, I'm a th- now 32-year-old today. That's right. It's your birthday today. Oh, well, good God. I didn't know that. Oh, congrats. Uh, happy <laughs> birthday, friend. Thank hey, you. Hey, right on. We're poisoning you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to poison you <laughs> on your birthday. Joke's on you. I've known Kiko for years. <laughs> 32-year-old white male who grew up with two awesome parents that I, despite them being teachers, I think I contributed to 90% of their gray hair. In suburbia, so mine too. Like I have, I have nothing con- to contribute to the conversation. So why am I? And I, it's like I'm just gonna stay out of it. I, on social media. 
I've had private conversations with people, but it's 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 just not my place, and it's just not the direction I have taken with the podcast to go down that road. It's, it's, it's a, well, there's pl- there's a hundred po- political podcasts. You it's can find yeah, yours has always been about let's talk to people and, and share their stories, and we may come there one day. But the whole thing yeah. right now, and this is how I look at it, and people can agree or disagree if they want. I'm a rather large statured white male in the Midwest who's straight. You can't offend me. Right. But there are people who are being shit on, and uh, this is not my time to talk. It's my time to listen. Right. So I, I, I would absolutely agree. I mean, you're sitting here. This, I'm new to this. This. Uh, would you uh, introduce yourself to the folks? So if you didn't tune in last week to No Story Left Behind, like I said, we camped out at Kiko's yard. So we've been here for seven days now. It hasn't been about Just, five minutes. Yeah, it's about five minutes <laughs> and an extra drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my name is Kiko Murphy. I'm, I'm a 50-year-old white male. Um, I, I guess, I guess, yeah, I live in the Midwest, um, live out in the country. I did, I grew up in Hawaii. Um, so I, 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 I do not want, I'm not trying to equate my experience to some of the very negative experiences that, that our other folks have had, but I did grow up on the receiving end as a, as a white guy in Hawaii. I grew up on the receiving end of racial prejudice um, and anybody who, any other, you know, white uh, howlies that, that have experienced that, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, where you can't go to the bathroom, you, anyway, a lot of negative experiences. So I, I've experienced it. And so I do my absolute level best to not dish it out because it's trash and, and, you know, just try to, yeah. but, but I also, I, I also understand as, as a white male, straight white male, bald head, beard, weightlifting, I, there's probably not a lot I can contribute to the conversation on outside of a personal level. You know, I, I and I, I always joke because you know my <laughs> my uh, one of my friends growing up, Jeff, we were razzed him pretty hard one day when we we turned a buddy's garage, his parents' garage, into a basically an apartment for a summer. And we're razzing him pretty hard. And he, and he turns and he goes, you know, fuck you, Brian. You're retarded. No, we blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, but my brother's retarded. I appreciate that. And he goes, shit. <laughs> Whoops. And he goes, and he turns. And then my buddy Zach chimes in and starts saying something or another. And Zach goes, well, fuck, fuck you, Jack. I, I, I fucked your mom last night. And he goes, well, thanks, Zach. Or thanks, Jeff. My mom died when I was a kid. And we're like, what? <laughs> That's how we found out his mom died when he was eight. Ouch. And Ouch. I'm like, oh, that's why you get really upset when we make your mom jokes. Make make mom jokes. I think I got you with that when we first but, met. Well, when he... Yes, you do. I did. My dad passed when I was young, and I definitely got him the first time. Yeah. Oof. Not sensitive about it by any means. Yeah. It was right but, up, but, but I was but just it, like, you, I'm yeah. going to be an asshole for a minute. But Jeff turns to me and goes, well, you're, shut up, fatty. You're adopted. Nobody loves you. Yeah, my nickname's been fatty for 15 years. And I go, well, <laughs> actually, Jeff, I was adopted. And you could have heard a pin drop on a thick carpet. Because mm. at that point, I'm in 2006. I assumed everybody knew at that time. And so were you adopted? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see, okay, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, that's kind of the response my friend threw. Like, what? Oh, I've known you for like 10 years. I think I only found like a couple years ago. <laughs> I like just assume. And, but yeah, poor Jet, the storm's out of the garage. Like my parents, like, my mom's 5'4". <laughs> she's your biological mother? Yes. <laughs> but I remember, yeah, I said something to you, Justin, pretty offensive. And you're like, yeah, thanks, my dad did die. I'm like... 
Oh, I'm gonna go take my was. foot out of my <laughs> mouth <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, you and I have actually thrown hands on multiple occasions. Yes, for fun and because we don't remember it. Um, and uh, except that, for the bruising, and the yeah. No, actually, we we did that one night and woke up the next morning with like cracked ribs and split lips and had no idea what, what happened. And had to happened. call each other. Uh, uh, I think and we, we talked about that in episode one uh, for longtime listeners, but yeah, we so we played rugby together back mm. in college. Mm. And because there's no ego or testosterone involved oh, in rugby no. at all. No, nope. no, no martial arts either. No. Nope. And nope. Didn't do that one either. <laughs> we didn't nope. see each other for, what, a year, Probably year two. and a half, two? And bump into each other at the bar. And it's got to be five, six o'clock in the evening. It was later than that. Because we ran each other when all of our friends had left. It was like two of you and one of me. Everyone bailed. It was like nine or ten o'clock at night. They're like we're going to go to bed. Out. We have class. We're like <laughs> onward. <laughs> yeah, right. Onward and upward. And, I mean, uh, upward's a loose term. Yeah, <laughs> but we. Next thing I know, it's bar close, and we go back. I was living at the frat house at the time. We go back to the frat house. Justin said something to be a smartass. Weird. Yeah. Who would have thought? Surprise. And I go to punch him in the shoulder. And shoulder's not here. Yeah, in face. And I was thinking I was moving at like half or quarter speed. Right. And I went full speed, connected with the chin. And as my fist connected, there's no time to pull back. Yep. In my head, everything just stopped and went into slow motion. It's like, shit. I fucked up. <laughs> and then we turned the living room into a boxing ring. Did, did, did you happen to, like, step into it, you know, short the, you know, you're, you're doing a, a light punch and he moved in and you didn't no. know it? It was just no, one of those. We were, it was, he was about arm's distance away and he was went to go like, ha, huh, and he went, Poof. bam! <laughs> and I went, full send. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yep, game so, on. And then somebody put on Flogging Molly. Yeah. And we and beat the tar out of each other. Yeah, no, it's bad. We're, and, we both uh, have... A little bit of training. And the yep. guys at the frat house didn't know Justin at that time. They didn't know that we knew each other. They assumed right. I brought home the stray dog for right, the bar. Right. We were trying to kill each other. And of course, our mutual friend is sitting there on the couch and she's just texting, like, oh, they're fine. They'll work it out. And then the next day we both wake up bloody, bruised, cracked ribs. Like, what happened? What just happened? Why is my face won. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. There's, there's no win or loss. Just. Just a good time. But just well, you trained Muay Thai. Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And you had a little American boxing in there. A I little thought. bit. I mean, yeah. that was kind of tied in with the Muay Thai. Um, just for more, like, your slips and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, because you did all the Gojiru stuff. Mm-hmm. Gojiru, Southern Oak. Kaja Kembo. Yeah. Yep, about four years as a kid, Kaja Kembo. And, uh, and then, you know, I did Taekwondo and then... Moved into kickboxing. That's what you're saying. <laughs> right, right, right. I have glo- I have gloves and headgear in the basement. I mean, we could we could we could really we could really that'd be uh, it was it's now now I, we have to live stream right. <laughs> Start selling tickets <laughs> this week on uh, Thursday. Kiko <laughs> Tuesdays on Fox. Wait, and it, it, now on the other side of that, I'm I'm fifty, not thirty. Yes. And and one of the things I'll just I'll just share this since we're just bullshitting about this stuff, and I was I was thirty six years old and doing full contact kickboxing and train. Which I was, we talked. I, yes. So I can't remember. Was it someone you trained under in Hawaii? Well, I know in in, in Hawaii I was a kid doing kajakempo, uh, kind of a. It was a very self def- not not it was not a sport martial art. It was Kemo t- seems pretty popular in Hawaii though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You, you mentioned a name, I can't remember the name now, but I'm pretty sure From it's the one kick- of the guys that Aaron trained under. 
Maybe. Well, the, the, like the kickboxing up here? No, down in, in Hawaii. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So my former... Oh, the Jerry Usan oh. was the one. He That guy, tough as nails. Oh, my God. I lived in a, a mountain in Hawaii, and he'd like have his gi with special pockets in it, and he loaded it with weights and would run uphill, like jog with weights in his... Just, Crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust kickboxers. <laughs> no, this is this is the Kemble guy. The oh, Kemble. 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 Um, when I was a kid, and I was just a kid, so I didn't fully appreciate mm-hmm. what was happening. Um, but you know, they, until they, you they, realize yeah. that was a hot cup of suck. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're 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 training you to like you know they turn off the lights and you're you know defending against three people in the dark. And there's now not only those people that are like attacking you, they're also in the dark trying to attack you, not wanting to get knocked over, and you're a kid. And you're listening. I mean, you're heightened ears and you're trying to... And you were doing throws and you're doing all kinds of stuff. Again, in Hawaii, when I was a kid, it's like, you know, we live in Washburn County. Mm-hmm. Uh, the island of Oahu is approximately one-third the size of Washburn County. But in, in Hawaii at the time, there were over 100 martial arts schools in that small space. Jesus. Right, so that's a thing. I mean, so every, like everybody's doing it. You don't, you don't appreciate what's happening. You come up here, and there's like, there's nothing. Maybe yeah. one every once in a while, one will pop up, and you're, oh yay, let's go do that. And then my sensei trained under uh, a direct school started by Sensei Charles Warren, who brought Gojiru over. But he also studied studied Gojiru in Japan in Okinawa when he was in the military, and then he brought some uh, Kempo in as well. Mm. So his school was Kempo Goju, mm. and we, because the Japanese are not racist whatsoever, and because uh, Charles Warren is black, they taught him made-up things, and also a lot of the female protocol and etiquette. So we, I didn't find this out until we got the DV set by our current Grandmaster, um, uh, Sensei Morio Hiagono, which is the only surviving di- uh, disciple of Master Miyagi, who the movie character is based off of. Okay. And so here we're watching his DVD set that was done by uh, Black Panther Productions, I think, in the 80s. And I'm learning 95% of everything I know is wrong. In six months into my brown belt, I'm 18 months away from testing from Black, and I'm now five, six years into training. It's like, oh. Oh. Well, I mean, I suppose, though, like, you you talk about, it's mostly etiquette is what was changed. There's I a mean, lot of things. It doesn't like make it not effective. What we our, our basic stance, kibidachi, horse riding stance, that's not a thing we found out because of the DVDs and it's like there's a stance similar and it's really just foot placement is right, what it right. comes down to, but yep. also the name. So in the way we treated it, uh, Brown Belt, you're you're training as a student for one year and then the back half you're also student teaching, if you will. Yep. Bringing the <laughs> beginners up. Right. And trying to teach the next gen of purple, uh, we had purple, blue, green, and yellow belts. So many belts. And mm, so many belts. Trying to teach them the right stuff while correcting my own brain at the same time. Because mm, all the stuff you turned out was, well, incorrect. Yeah. Or different. Yeah. Different. It was, the foundation was there. Right, at right. Least. So it wasn't too Like bad. I said, to, to your point, I mean, it's still useful. Just yeah. To, to the to in the you know inside baseball of the of that style was incorrect, right. but it still had value. Right. Yeah, I mean the only thing was different is it's like oh, lots of we teach women. 
<laughs> that just means she can kick yeah. my ass. Right, 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 right. It's like the big thing, the biggest thing I remember, the tea ceremony. He, Sensei Charles Warren, not, not to discredit him by any means. I mean, he could could probably wrap me with his finky, pinky finger if he wanted to. Skadoosh. Yes. And the tea ceremony, he was taught the female etiquette. Just like if you're kneeling, it's on your feet, your feet are behind you, you know, right, left, right toes over your left, Right big toe is over your left big toe. Did you have a stroke? But yes. Uh, <laughs> Start that again. But the men twist. have their knees apart, so V-shaped. Women are together. It's mm. because of the anatomy thing. There. So, but and then you know, if you're bowing to a, a senior or your teacher, toes are closed versus open. There's none oh. of that was taught originally, oh. and this minor things that you have to reprogram in your mind. And. Hmm. Wow. Like I said, I was 18 months away from testing from black belts. And then there's there's a couple different katas that are still debated on which one's correct. Because Gojuru, there's different factions. There's the international school in Japan. Then there's the local one. Um, and actually, uh, Morio Hiagono opened up the first international Gojuru school. Was, with, this, was this where you guys told me the story where it's like... It was like some big conference or some event, and you're like, "How do you spot the Gojuru guys? They're the ones over there beating the shit out of each other." Yeah, yeah. They're all. Everyone's just like chatting. So we're They're just like, a, "We're still fighting." We have. <laughs> we were part of an umbrella organization that we, uh, as far as I know, have since been cut ties with uh, for political reasons. Um, I'll get off into off air. Uh, but when oh, come on. when they went down there, they were the Goju guys. So it's all the black belts under this under this umbrella organization. And our mentality is, well, if you hit me in the face, you didn't hit me. I blocked it with my head. <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> so we have a different mindset than the, your average martial artist. And the big thing, so Goju, Go, uh, Gojuru translates to hard, soft style. So you hit hard targets with soft hands, hit soft targets with hard hands. And Makes sense. The training that I received is that if it's broken, it can't hurt you anymore. So if somebody's punching me, break the hand or break the right, arm, right. they can't use it and they can't hurt me. So my go-to was always go for the knees because if your leg's broken, your knee's dislocated, you can't chase me and yeah, I'm you running. you can't chase me and we're done. Yep, yep. <laughs> and for black belt, we had to run a seven-minute mile for the first thing right out the You gate. did not. 8.14. <laughs> you did not. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> 814, best mile yeah. of my life. I'm going yeah, to come back with that. I couldn't either right now. <laughs> right? Oh my God. I shoot I for I could run 100 yards. I, again, I, I, I shoot for 11 minute mile now. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw I'll squat 500 pounds, but I won't run a mile. <laughs> I can't do either one, so it's fine. <laughs> no, isolation got me real good. I'm the heaviest I've ever been. And uh, I'm like, why am I winning going up the stairs? Yeah, this is the first time. So you're I've looking at the two of us. I've always been 15 to 20 pounds lighter than him. And for no. once, I'm lighter. No, it's usually about, yeah, 10 to 15. But yeah, so right now, I mean, body type is very different. Uh, you're, I'm at... Th- well, I was. I haven't weighed myself in a while. I was at 322 at my heaviest like a couple weeks ago. And I got the message from him. He's like, I'm 322, Baba. And I, I hop on the scale. I'm like, 320. Yes! Which <laughs> <laughs> is very different body types. Yeah. I mean, so I'm a little shorter. I'm 5'11". And weighing in at about 290 these yeah. days. You know. Well, it's very dense people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm surprised my kitchen floor is not... 
we're not dropping it into the basement. <laughs> just saying. I say, should we all sit this close together? Yeah, maybe, we, maybe we should help. You know, a little better social distancing. Well, I mean, that's that's the reason. COVID? No, and no, no. We're just we're just structural. We had a house structural. G just sitting right here. <laughs> Which it, well, that's how you and I met. Is at the at the gym. Yep. Here in, yep. and over in uh, Shell Lake. Yep. Who Matt Dryden, who you can hear next week on Rules of the Arena. Oh, really? Yeah, awesome. sitting down with awesome. him. Awesome. Cool. But yeah, I don't remember He's how he started for whatever reason. <laughs> He's what? He keeps bringing me to these things. Oh, fun. <laughs> but I can't remember how exactly we started talking. I know well, we're just there at the hey, same time. There's all four For anybody there. who knows me, and my wife jokes about this, she says it's it's clear that I am not uh, uh, I'm not infected with COVID. Because if I was infected with if I was infected with COVID, half of Washburn County would be infected with COVID. Because I feel I'm, that I'm a chatter. You you mentioned that earlier. I'm like, oh right, high five. Right, <laughs> another a fellow talker. Um, well, yeah, I think I, we started talking because I know you coach a few of the guys over there. At the gym. Yeah, I, I, you know, probably back at about I was thinking about this about about 2007. Uh, my son was in eighth grade, high, you know, getting going to high school. And, you know, I started working with him and, you know, trying to get hit, just seeing if he was going to be interested. Turns out he was. Um, I've been a lifelong lifter. It's, it's, my, it's my space. I just, I'm happy there. It's what I do. I, some people like a bar stool. Some people like other things. I, I like, well, I like a bar stool too occasionally. See, that's, <laughs> but that's my give and take. Yeah, right, right. Well, see, but, you know, I'll share a real quick sort of my, my dad's story. He's, he's a... 30, 35 year old lifter. He's at the gym doing his thing. To his left is a very large Hawaiian Samoan guy that, I mean, just making my dad look small. My dad was a good sized guy. And to my dad's right is this, you know, so my dad's like the medium guy. To my dad's right is this other like marathon guy. You know, he's a smaller frame made for other things. And my dad's in the, they're all doing like these presses and curls in front of the mirror all side by side and you can see that the marathon guy is starting to feel self-conscious and and just so out of the blue he just says i lift these because i run my dad mm, kind of looks and nods and the very large samoan to the other side i lift these so i don't have to <laughs> I, I thought for sure I lift these because you should <laughs> I that was going I was like oh I lift these so I don't have to perfect anyway yeah that's it we, we met at the gym and I uh, I try not to be I, I don't want to tell anybody how to do it there's there's a lot of there, there's a lot of wrong ways in lifting but there's also more, but, but there's also, also more than one right way oh I remember you know? because like I, like I said in No Story Left Behind, you've got to be the strongest guy north of eight in Wisconsin. And I saw you repping out at least three fifteen on bench, maybe more. I, that was probably at that time. I at my peak a few years ago, I was doing reps at four oh five on the bench. Um, <laughs> right now, right now, uh, right now, I'm rep. I do my reps at three fifteen. Yeah. You know. I'll do sets of five. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do sets of five. <laughs> you know, and that's not a. I, I to, to 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 clarify to your weightlifting people that are inside baseball here. You know, you have the bounce bench. People that bounce it off their chest. I'm a, I'm a very touch and go. No bounce. No bounce. Um, as I said, I, I'm 50 years old. One of my goals. This started years ago, but one of my goals this birthday was I wanted to do a 500 squat 
at 50. I just turned 50. Uh, so a few months ago, I, I did a 500 competition, competition depth squat. Um, so I guess to, to that point, I, I don't know about north of eight. I don't know about any of that. Because, um, but I also know there's the uh, you. We, we talked about uh, Mr. Payne, um, mm-hmm. who is, I don't know how old he Payne is. Crane. He is a very large individual. Yes. Uh, another one. I, so a few years ago, I had held some state records for a short period of time, like literally weeks. They were open. I grabbed them. Weird how that works, isn't it? Yeah. And. I got and it. Where'd it go? And, and, and in the in the I compete USAPL uh, when I was competing, um, and so it's you know America's choice for drug drug free strength sport. There we go. Anyway, so I, I get the records. I do my thing. Then there's this guy that comes along. Um, oh gosh, he has a uh, Callistus Shizzle. Is this guy's name? So well, like, it's a name. It's a name. But Callista no, Shizzle comes along, and and <laughs> right, yeah, is, that like, is that like the bulls that <laughs> like seven times the muscle? So, so he's with this. This guy's give or take my age, but as a, as a heavyweight, two seventy five and up is the heavy is heavyweight in these weight in these uh, competitions. And I'm like at that time two eighty two, something like that. So I'm a very light heavyweight. He comes yeah, in. He's my age. Uh, he's in like three. He's like three thirty. And and mine mine was give or take. I had a four hundred plus bench competition bench, and you know like a five fifty five fifty give or take squat deadlift. He had a five hundred plus bench, and a you know six hundred plus bench or squat and deadlift. This is all raw too. USAPL raw, you know, just a belt. You're drug tested, and this guy's give or take my age. Has smoked me. So, so, so I appreciate, thank you for the, the nod of, you know, the strongest guy in North Bay. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I'll, I, I there are, I, I've known guys that like make me look silly. And so, it's, I, it's like I, anything. If you, if you think you're good at something, there's always someone go, better. Go, go out there, right? So, uh, one of my, one of my funny favorite stories on that too is I, I wasn't competing at this meet. Uh, my my son, we were we got into it. My dad was into this with us. I got into weightlifting because of my dad. You know about that story when he was young. I start lifting with him. Now my son gets into it too. Uh, my son in high school ended up state and national champion in his weight class uh, in yeah. powerlifting. You know, so it's it's a genetic thing. We're passing it on. So we're down at this competition, uh, USAPL Men's Nationals in Mississippi. Uh, she was just down the road from my grandma's house. So it was really awesome to stay with my grandma and go to this competition. So I'm not competing at this meet. So I'm trying to get my son to Worlds. We, we're walking down the aisle. And I swear, dude, this is the largest human being <laughs> I have ever come to physically come into contact with. Again, I'm 5'11", near 300 pounds. I, I'm not particularly small, but I'm not particularly tall either. His shoulder was just over my head height. His shoulders were at least fifty percent wider, and I'm and he's competing, and I'm thinking to myself, "Damn, are we even the same species? What what? <laughs> this guy is huge, just freaking huge. I mean, you know, he probably was four hundred fifty pounds. One of those big, big guys, probably four hundred fifty pounds, just doing his body weight. He wins." On these competitions, it was just absolutely impressive. Absolutely impressive. Yeah, it's not. It's not often that I feel small. Mm-hmm. I'm six yeah. three, three twenty. Yep. 
but I start when I was working out at the same gym as Euless Payne and my coach Mike Condon has been. They've both been on the show. I was the little guy down at Ironworks. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, little. I remember you but, telling me I about mean, that. There's, there's high schoolers that are just blowing me out of the water. Yep. yep. What the hell? Yep. And then I come up here. And all of a sudden, that pond got a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, I'm one of the big guys again. All right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you'll call me and you're like, hey, man, this guy asked me about training. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why you, do you ask you're, you? You're not, you're not doing bad, but respectfully, <laughs> huh? Right. What's up? That's the same reaction if somebody asked me. It's like, no. Yeah, mm. no. I, my <laughs> favorite. Teach you made drinks. In high school, and I think I've told you, and I'm pretty sure we've had the conversation in high school, freshman year. I was 180 pounds, 40% body fat. I was the stay puff guy from, from Ghostbusters. <laughs> if I fell over, I wouldn't know because I'd bounce right back up before my brain even registered. But I started working with uh, our uh, Mr. Yucatel, and he's a national hang gliding champion well into his 60s and 70s. I mean, I'm, I'm convinced that he's actually a Terminator and made out of steel. <laughs> But he kind of took me under his wing and beat the hell out of me for the next four years. But I dropped down to 150 and then graduated 225, maybe 12, 15%, depending if rugby was going on or not. Yep, yep. And my mom, <laughs> you, know, you know, one day out of the blue, just started talking to me about the dangers of using steroids. I'm like, I, I don't like needles, but okay, thanks, mom. <laughs> yep, yep. Kind of dawned on me later. Like, oh, she oh, thinks I'm on She juice. was implying. Yeah. There was an implication in that. And then yes. I was down at, when I started, you know, I was kind of off and on throughout college with the gym and post. So in high school, I was working out three times a day with friends in the gym. And on the weekends, we would bike or run down to the beach. And then we'd swim from the end of the Hudson Dyke to, there's a, like two or three islands out there. And we'd swim to the island, sprint across, and then reverse it. So I was in, in their training for college, or I had a buddy that was going into the um, uh, Border Patrol, which is paramilitary. Mm-hmm. So they're in great shape. I'm kind of in shape. My thing's like, oh, well, I'm playing rugby in the spring, so I don't want to be behind everybody else there. So right, right. Great. You don't want to show up and be that guy. Right. You're be the, one of the guys, not that guy. But in, in college, I remember some... They must have been local high schoolers, maybe. Oh, no, because, well, I, granted, I was a little older for a freshman because I went to community college for two years. Mm-hmm. And they, hey, man, uh, what are you on? Like, oh, well, I take this protein and this pre-workout. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But no, like, what are you on? What's your cycle? I'm like, five days on and two days of rest. And I, this is kind of my diet plan, as sort of, maybe. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, are you on any gear? I'm like, I have, I have wrist wraps. Wrist Just wraps completely and a belt. like what are you? What are you implying? over the head? Yep, and, yep. Oh, start, no, no! I have a debilitating fear of needles, despite the tattoos. <laughs> like, and I can't afford the. You know, I've listened to pro bodybuilders talk about. It. They're like, yeah, without sponsorships, it'd be eight to twelve thousand dollars a month. Snap for the, for the drugs they're taking. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> can't afford that. I'm on. I'm on financial aid for school, let alone anything else, and. And then again, when I came up here, some uh, some of the smaller kids, uh, again, they must be high schoolers or something mm. like that, were asking me, like, do you take anything? Like, no. Food, protein? Yeah, yeah, all of the food. I like to eat. I like to eat. There, there is that. You like to eat. You lift, lift hard, eat, eat a lot. You get a lot of gains. Yeah. Well, Justin and I have both done a program called the Furious 60, 
Which is, te- it's a cutting program. It's a cutting program technically, but it doesn't, it isn't just like a straight cut. It still offers a fair amount of like weight gain in it. Mm. It's more about just that lean out kind of thing. It's, I, see, it, I know nothing about lean out. I can, I can help you I, in my coaching. I can help you gain weight, add muscle mass. I love to train and love to eat. That, yeah, that part's easy. As soon as people are like, how do I cut? You, you got to touch somebody else. I yeah, can't help see, you. That's, that's where I'm at right now with like, I'm the heaviest I've been in my life. I'm paying for it right now when I'm at work. Throwers <laughs> on my feet and my knees are just toast. Screaming. But it's the point where now I'm like, like, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, either I'm going to uh, change it around. I'm going to start dropping weight again and get back down to something reasonable. Or I'm going to uh, turn it into big fuck you bombs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to go up another shirt size and <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. That's my, that's my go-to is that I figure if you just keep adding muscle mass, you, know, you don't have to lose any fat. You just keep adding muscle mass, and it'll, it'll percentage 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 of body mass size, you you lose body fat. Mm-hmm. You don't have to lose any fat at all. Just add more muscle; it becomes less and less of a percentage, <laughs> and that's fun. I, I I like lifting heavy stuff, and I like yep. to eat. I I hate cutting. Yeah, I, f- yep. when I did it was the year that uh, his name's Furious Pete. He's on. On, on YouTube, which is how I found him. Well, Clark found him and introduced me to him. But uh, I lost 10 or 12% body fat, but gained 12 pounds. In my, my point exactly. That's, well, yeah, when you get into that full body training, especially when you run on the big three, mm-hmm. it, it really changes it. Because the, the reason I think we both like that program is... Like and it was work very wise, simple. We're just very. What's, we're very what's the you said running the big three? What is that? Uh, bench squat, deadlift. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's um, that's the big three as I know it. Yep, yep. Um, so that program. I mean, there's some accessory work on there just to kind of like stabilize mm-hmm. things and Absolutely. what have you. But it's focused on those. But while also really helping you focus on nutrition, because the biggest thing is you know you get done and it's like how do I maintain? <laughs> you don't. They're not. <laughs> the goal of this program is not to maintain. It's the goal is to cut this off. Then you're done. Um, but it made it really easy because I'm burnt out. I mean, I'm running a bar program, you know, 60 hours a week, or at least I was. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do math when I go to the gym. No. Like, okay, this is my max. I can figure out like 70% is or whatever it may be, or I can just go in and like, how do I feel today? Yep. As long as I mean, oh, did you complete your reps? Yes. Why? I dropped weight. Did you, did you have fail? No, because I had to complete reps. Right. Had to get them in, yeah. right? I like it's this many sets, this many. Reps. It makes it that program lays it out really, really easy. And I, I think I've I'm not like, heard of that program, but that that's kind of my style. I mean, I, I when I coach kids, I tell them like, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not the guy that's going to give you a book and you're going to write things down every workout. That works for some people. I'm kind of that old school. I don't want to do math. I don't want to do math in the gym. I just want to, you know, lift heavy things. And my general program is the five by five, and just go. And if and if you need to lighten it up a little bit, if you're having a good day, throw some extra weight on. Chop, chop. Let's go. Yeah, cool. You know, it, it works well. Tick tock. Big Ben's on him. Knock him out. And I, I like that he broke down based on your weight class. Mm. Here's a general guide well, for yeah, the Well, yeah, the problem is you and I both, I think, where you're at right now, if you were to say do that program, you're like the max as to where he can figure it out. Like what he offers as far as like sure, whatever. Weights, for, yeah. for those who may not I be, think on the light side of the house is 130, 135. Yeah, the heaviest goes, I think, 290. Yeah. So, like, for us that are over three, it's like, we're just kind of like, it's kind of scaling right, a right. little bit. Just or, just, or just slide the scale. that and you cut a little faster. But it, it took all the work out of it, which is what I liked. And that, like you said, you know, people yeah, reach out to me training. My cousin asked me to help math. out. And I was kind of able to use 
a skeletonized version of that program to this. And that's the big three program? I, I, it's, 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 it's his runs, yeah, it's based around the big three, a lot of accessory work, but it's a lot of higher reps. Yep. So he's running usually, you, you know, uh, 10.86 or, you know, 4x10s, 4x12s. Okay. Stuff like that, just to get that, that quick, like, burn going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a little hypertrophy work. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, well, you know, do you do cardio? Sometimes I lift five. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. so was the, 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 there's a, at the gym, there's that sign, you know, cardio, lifting weights, you know, faster. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really enjoy that program. I kind of still use that to model out my workouts now. And... I'll do eight weeks of that, and then I like do eight weeks of a five by five, and that's what I've been trying to finish. That's through. what I gotta find is another program. I've had a hell of a time finding something I like, but also right now it's really hard where I'm I'm in the Twin Cities, yeah. and I work in a restaurant, and I don't really want to go into my gym right now because it's not so much I'm worried about me. I just don't want to you know kill a customer. Right. Right. I will say to to the our gym that we have in Shell Lake. Uh, is that where you go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that, you know, it was in Spooner. I, I there, well, yeah, he has multiple branches, yeah. but the one in the one in Shell Lake has a uh, I don't know, it's the man cave side. Yeah, you know, That's you have you have the fitnessy stuff, and it's it is fantastic. It's very old school, just lots of weights, lots of you know, lots of equipment, and just go has big garage doors. That, if so, COVID friendly, right? So you you open up the garage doors, turn on the fan. It, you're you're. It's like you're outside lifting without being outside. It's and very again, cool. We're planning to do at least one, if mm-hmm. not a couple more. Um, either more powerlifting, more strongman style stuff. When I'm up, because I haven't gotten to do that in a while, and I'm, I really want to hurt. You get itchy. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the 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 one I like. No pain, no gain. No, no. That's hey. Those hey. are mine. Those are mine. <laughs> Says you the poked, dog. You poked. You went. Huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> the uh, no pain, no gain uh, with my little lifting group and the high school kids I work with. K N O W. No pain, no gain. That part about you just said you like to hurt. It's part of. I, I like. Eventually, I'm gonna have to slow down. I don't know why. I don't know when or how because I like. Just I like lifting. Mm-hmm. It's it's well, it's my thing, and then I don't know what else. I think you sent it to me. It was like it's weird trying to explain to people that uh, lifting heavy things and listening to angry music makes me less angry. Right, right. Well, it's an outlet. It's an outlet. You know, I mean, yeah. you do you you do a angry music, you do a heavy squat night, and you can hardly walk for two or three days. Perfect. The next morning, you wake up, you're like, hello, world. Yeah, yeah. You roll out of bed yeah. and kind of... The sun's so, so nice my, today. Yes, my right. boss noticed that I started to get a little short with work because I was stuck in a delivery van <laughs> for three got, months. Sorry, his head stuck in the cooler. It was <laughs> just, <laughs> couldn't get it out for a second. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and hey, he asked me, you know, hey, how are you doing? How's your mental health? You know, and I go, Al, it, it sucks. You went the wrong way. Because <laughs> I haven't been in the gym for two yep. and a half, three months. Yep. That, absolutely. That was my my outlet. Was absolutely. To get in there. And absolutely. I was able to cope through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Not having hey. that sucked, but thankfully Matt was awesome enough to let me borrow his. Uh, he's got eighty foot ropes. They just mm. tie off on one side, and yep, you yep. tie a tow rope behind you and a harness. And I was pulling an eleven thousand pound truck two three times, and after that, it's just, you're. 80 feet doesn't seem so far. 240 feet doesn't seem so far. Until you're pulling something really heavy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's it's the, you know, you might as well be crawling through hell. Mm-hmm. And 
And it helps you to maintain a healthy perspective on everything else. Yeah. I, now that you know our gyms are open, again, we're back at the gym. Well, really helpful. Yeah. Really helpful, you know. Bad day at work, go lift something. Yep. Good day at work, oh, I, go lift something. I, when, I, when I started where, with my new, with my, I can't say my new job, I've been there over 11 years now. But when I started so in pretty this director, director level position, I was like 235, maybe 240. And new stresses, lots of learning going on, you know, hitting a real steep learning curve. I don't know what to do with it. Well, what do I, you, you go with what you know, mm-hmm. the gym. I put on about 50 pounds of, you know, uh, muscle. I'm mad I'm getting stronger and stronger because I've just hit, just, just hitting it. And yeah, it was, it was, it was health, a healthier alternative to drinking too much right. or whatever. That, that was definitely my issue during, during COVID. And that's where my extra quarantine fluff yeah, yeah, came the, from. The, the COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> the COVID-19. But, well, and you were already doing a fairly hands-on labor-intensive job. And you went from HVAC to now working at, for the county. Yep. Facility operations. Yeah. And yep. To have, that's the biggest thing I struggle with. Like me, I'm a, I'm a sales rep. I sit in my car and I talk to people. Right. But it's just mentally training it's tough I, you know you you go from you know operating operating a shovel operating a wrench operate whatever you know you're it's just where your work is very physical uh and making that transition into you know your, in your case sales uh in my case you know like uh, facility management my experience turning a wrench is very useful but i don't get to do that as often as i would like as often as, I'm, as often as i'm used to and the, the, that it kind of compounds the mental stress, you know, and when you don't have an outlet for it, ooh. Yeah. And you, well, you for kinda, you, Justin, being a bartender, you're talking to people. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're off, you're, you're laid off. Well, yeah, no, I was an extrovert trapped in isolation. I live alone. I, I don't have roommates. I'm, I'm single. Yep. I'm like, nope, I live alone. It's me and my cat. Yeah, and now and now you're you're I don't want to say stuck there, but your 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 work your work world yep. is shut off. Your extrovert outlet is shut off. And I I took the isolation super hard initially, not yeah. in the sense of like mentally, but like serious wise. Like people should have. Yeah. I have serious family who's immunocompromised. I have family who's you know older. Yep. I mean, one of my basically second family. Um, one of them he has uh, MS, and mm. when it when it flares up, his legs go out. He Oof. can't walk. Ouch. Um, and he's about our size. So I'm the only person who can move him. Yep. If need be. There it is. And so it was like, well, everyone's like, you want to come over and hang out? Like have a social distance bonfire? Nope. Nope, I'm going to stay here. So we, I mean, we all found ways to communicate and kind of chat and, you know, whatever it may be. But, yeah, it's a, it's a whole different game. But being an extrovert trapped in three months of isolation <laughs> mm, by yourself. Yeah. We started doing the Department I'm, of Defense podcast via Zoom, which was sure. a nice outlet. And... For me, when I'm in sales and when I'm doing my normal job, you know, I talk to 50 to 60 people every week, minimum. And a week? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have like, to go, like an hour. That's like two hours. I have to go to my customers. I have 50%. <laughs> Your well, customers yeah. lining up in front of you. You should just yeah. have better things. Yeah. They'll and come to you <laughs> if you build it. Say it. Right. Damn, well, that's, that's where... Uh, Eventually, hopefully, one day, fingers crossed, uh, the arena gym is what I'd like to do. And well, not the arena paint store. <laughs> no, but uh, Sorry, you take away 
you take take away my fifty to sixty conversations, you know, normally yeah, yeah. by Friday, I need twenty four to forty eight hours of just me in silence, right, right, and not talking, not thinking. But then, you know, for the first two, three weeks of that of the shutdown, I'm in the delivery van. I'm still working, thank God. You yeah, know, right. I was happy for You're that. Deemed essential. But I, I, I also Ford had that benefit. series delivery van is not meant for someone over five five. <laughs> and no cruise control. Or the control. average airplane seat. Yeah. And and no cruise it's, control it's on. It's driven by jockeys. <laughs> I started to lose Did my goddamn crouch? mind. And but think like I said, we started doing a few of the podcast shows and we did a few for ROA over over Zoom, which helped and yeah, those I had fun. my weekly beer club or book club. <laughs> book club. <laughs> we read the beer labels, that counts, right? Mm-hmm, right. We started doing that every Wednesday. Dream. And that that was a nice outlet to try to mm-hmm. get that out. But yeah, not having the gym was tough. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. I, I thankfully, uh, you know, with my work that I do is, you know, essential. Uh, and as, as we discussed earlier, you know, my wife kind of, you just, her world went from very busy, very successful, traveling, had lots of travel to Cause you were down stop. in Arizona, was it, last year? Last yeah, year? it was Arizona. We were in Key Largo. Uh, I mean, she just, she's traveling to Orlando and, and Atlantic City I mean, she had a lot of travel, and hers just stopped. Contracts canceled. It was hard, you know, that way. And she's, an, she's basically an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard on her as, you know, I'm also an extrovert. Weird, you know, as that's it's part of how we met. It's part of how we met, you know. I mean, I... Well, I mean, I just figured Gordon's better at talking to Jim than he's picking things up, so... <laughs> Well, you know, the jaw muscle is very important. It is very important. Is it? I, it's hu- as you can't see it here, but mine's huge. It's huge. <laughs> I, I have that. I have a bit of that issue. I have to work on re- remaining oh, my focused. Le- my Liebchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I say, the, the, I'm thankful to also have been working, but also the added stress of all that, you know, dealing with facilities and making sure they're clean and keeping them safe and keeping people, you know, Employ, making their environments healthy and safe. Brutal. Brutal. And Whole thing. I know you and I both get paid time off every week or every year. And, yep. Uh, <laughs> you, you're bartender, so you're... <laughs> yeah, no, pay, you're, but, you're uh, not. Uh, that's, it's becoming a thing more in like service now. Uh, like we... Yeah, it worked. Maybe there's a certain amount of time. Kind of how insurance would work. Yeah. And then eventually you'll start to accumulate like PTO, obviously for us though we're tipped employees, not like an hour. I mean we're hourly, right, right. but we're, we're hourly, tipped, but tipped based, but right, still right. middle so minimum weird minute, minute, um, window. So it's like cool. I uh, I took took two days off of PTO, but I got uh, you know six hours each day of ten bucks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know something like that. Uh oh. Whoops. Got the hairbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you brush your teeth, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> the dog eating the hairbrush. Um, for, for me... But our insurance kicked in now, too. Or yeah. at least it should. If you've been there a year, you get really good insurance. We're doing nice. more than most places. Yeah. But, nice. Which, you know, great time during a pandemic. But uh, the three months that led to me being a full-time employer, being there for a year, I didn't work. So, I don't know if I get it. Right, if you, you might have to work an extra three months. Uh, right. Well, they, they're... Yeah. No, they're a great company to work for, but... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, that's a lot of hours. 
That's that's a lot of responsibility. Skeleton crew, and I'm the most experienced front of house person we have right now. Sure, so sure, sure. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Where's the Jameson? Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I try to take, once a quarter, I try to get out four or five day weekend. Mm. Just decompress from work. Oh, yeah. But I haven't been able to do that because COVID shut. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. So I, I'm on vacation now for ten days. But prior to this, and you're here with us. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Well, this I say this is uh, this is my vacation too Mm because we're supposed to go to Chicago. Yeah. We're like, well, let's plan something out. So I I came up last night and I'm here till Tuesday night. And it's like, well, and then I go back and then die. (laughs) (laughs) Climb back into the. The cave with your cat. Yeah, the grinder. <laughs> the yeah, grinder. grinder of work. <laughs> I I will tell but you six that months without any time off, aside from weekends, which right. two days is not enough. It, it, well, yeah, you're correct. I, I've learned that over time. It, it, it's 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 enough to keep your sanity, but maybe not so much your mental health. Sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot of push right now for the whole four day work week. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed. I was like, one one of the things through through this whole uh, pandemic stuff and whatnot. My my wife and I have said to each other. Numerous times, you know, we live out here in the Northwoods. We've got 10 acres. The, our little house and garage and whatnot is built in the middle of it. You guys drove in today. You can kind of see it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. very... Which, space. Do you it, have animals out here? Yeah, we have four horses. Uh, four horses and two dogs. Um, and you have dogs? Yeah, we have dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they've been <laughs> in and around the podcast around stuff. So, um, but my, my wife... No, excuse me. I said four. Sorry. We're the four horse ranch. I, I have this artificial limit on our number of horses we're supposed to have. my wife's at three right now uh-huh. well she's at three you know uh, she's she's definitely into horses apparently I'm into horse women it's a dangerous yeah. game it's yes. a dangerous game it's not, not we, cheap we, we went to Collisor Falls that's a oh. dangerous game that's a dangerous game <laughs> yes yes that there's program a, there's you with no disrespect yep. to anyone right right there's Except usually for, two sides of that coin. Yes. There's yes. like, oh, you're into horses, and there's, you're into horses. Yes, run. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we had gallop. Yeah, living yeah. in the frat house, we had some interesting, we had the football house right next to us, and next to them was oh, the God, rodeo God. house. And Ooh. There's a rodeo house? Mm-hmm. I went there yeah. for that many years, I didn't know there's a rodeo mm-hmm. house. Yeah, yeah. so you know where the dentist right. office is? Yeah. So we're behind them. Yeah. They'd just be this way. Oh. Yeah, I played rugby and show. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, the rugby That's like a rodeo. kept condemned for some reason. I don't know why. They weren't condemned. They were evicted. It's oh, different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd know he ever showed up. I... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm in a fraternity. I, I pay for my friends. I forgot. Yeah, yeah I paid my rugby dues. <laughs> Did you? Once. No, you didn't. Well, I paid him play for a year. Once. I played... Yeah, I paid... No, I played for one full season. Yeah, which is a, which is a, a semester. Whatever. Still, <laughs> so three months. the reason for that is because I had underlying injuries from my high school rugby Weird. career, and again, being early twenties, I know more than my doctors do. Oh, okay. so I yes. continue to play until the point where it got my sciatic in particular. So I had a senior year at Minnesota State. I had a I got hit high low mm. and twisted my L one through L four vertebrae. Mm. They twisted inward five degrees, and I had a great about grapefruit size curve in my back, which led to four years of of uh, physical therapy and chiropractor and doctor visits and about a quarter million dollars worth of my insurance money. Mm-hmm. 
So I kept playing naturally. Right. Well, as as you said, you, that. we said you know you're 18, you're 19, you're 20. You just know everything. You more you know more than everybody else around you. Yeah, I played for a and, year with the St. Paul Pigs. That's how it is. It was great in high school. I was the biggest kid in the high school league for Minnesota, aside from East Valley, who I'm pretty sure they all eat fucking Miracle Grow and steroids <laughs> for breakfast. Their hooker and was my eat. size. They're big. Yeah, it's it's like that's not fair. <laughs> but then I go to a men's league because I was at a community college that didn't have a rugby team and they wouldn't allow me to start one because it's dangerous apparently. And I was then the smallest guy in the men's league for the Twin Cities and it's like, oh, humble pie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> wow. We're gonna we're gonna get our ass kicked a few times and see what happens. And then I went to River Falls and played on with River Falls team for a season, but first semester, fall semester and Came out on the other side of that, just in more pain than I had been ever. And it's like, I shouldn't do this anymore. So naturally, I got into a very contact-heavy martial arts. Well, right, right. (laughs) I did it both at the same time. This this was a good idea. And bust up my C567 vertebrae during my brown belt test. Because we were doing throws. And we're in the backyard of where I used to live and... I landed on the only rock in the quarter acre that we're testing in. <laughs> and it basically is just a bad sprain, but because mm-hmm. you sprain your back and all your nerves are going through there, oh, yeah. you can't That's do serious it. Serious business. Yeah. Serious business. That was fun. <laughs> Got my bell rung a few times doing that. and I've since calmed down, but then, of course, 20... So I moved here 2018. So, yeah, uh, January 2018, got into my touch with my coach for Strongman. Everybody's saying, oh, if you do that, you're going to hurt yourself, blah, blah, blah. Nah. And and I actually, I felt better for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Especially, I tore my rotator cuff twice within a 12-month period, and I couldn't sleep on this shoulder for two, three years, and started doing strongman, working new muscles that I didn't yep. know existed. Dynamic. Dynamic workouts. all of a sudden, my shoulder was no longer in pain. Finition. Like on the, yeah. if you go to the doctor, they give you the one to ten scale. My shoulder was pretty much at a constant two. Occasionally, flare up to a three or maybe a four. When I started doing strongman, and all of a sudden, the aches and pains started to go away. Yep. Also helped that his wife, uh, Vanessa, does massage therapy. Oh and, god, I'm and that. being married the to knife treatments. Oh my god, so awesome. Afterwards, like four days later. But she did uh, Graston, where, where they take this little metal bar. It looks, like a, it looks almost like a butter knife. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then screw the scraping. Is yeah, that right? yeah, yeah. Break up muscle adhesions. Yep, yep. Break the fascia. Muscle. 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 <laughs> muscle adhesions. Eastern, Eastern. Ah, from the Conry District. Um, <laughs> she she took that to my, my legs, and I wanted to kill somebody when she yeah, was doing it. But, no doubt. And I didn't put you re- through the roof. I went through a 12 or 14 hour black belt test. Didn't have any bruises at all. Maybe a couple of red spots. Sure. But my legs after she got done looked like I just got hit by <laughs> a truck. Pummeled. <laughs> but four days later, it's like, oh my God, I have this new spring in my step. Mm-hmm. This is great. But then she worked on my shoulder and because I had a bunch of scar tissue built up in there and mm. she went underneath my subscap. And did the Graston treatment on there. Mm. And again, six foot three, 320 pound guy. I'm tough. I can handle this. I am like a freaking baby. <laughs> Crying like that. a baby. <laughs> she just beat the hell out of me for an hour. <laughs> but again, afterwards, it's like, oh, I have full rotation again. Weird. This is weird. Yep. 
worth it afterwards, but going through it was definitely a new experience. Yeah, well, you know, you're talking about that that the benefit of the strongman and you know that that type of dynamic training. You know, I, I then I've only competed. Uh, I've only competed uh, uh, like powerlifting kind of stuff, and what drove me from I went from the martial arts, you know, the kickboxing because I had knee sur- ended up having to have knee surgery because of my kickboxing career at 36 years old was brought you know abruptly brought to an end. And I realized, ooh, you know, you're having surgery, sitting on the couch for six weeks, no paycheck, because you're just having fun. I had to rethink fun. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I got into the kind of got back into the weightlifting, get a little heavier and more focused on that, and you feel better. Again, lifting heavy things, doing those dynamic full, full depth, full, full flex, you feel better. You know, and so it doesn't surprise me at all to hear when you're saying, you know, you get into the strongman and you actually feel better, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, that's, I had the same experience with my powerlifting stuff is when you're lifting heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just curious. So we've talked about before at the gym that I was taught in high school how to train, you know, how, how do you lift these weights properly? But I was never told or taught how to recover. Mm. I mean, it was just... Oh, for sure. It wasn't even sure. mentioned. You know, of course, stretching and stuff like that. But and when I was in high school, stretching, yeah, that's for girls. I don't need to do that. Then turn 20, it's like, oh, I should have stretched. Right. I need more flexibility. Yeah. Hip mobility. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, you look at any professional athlete, there's a calculated risk for injury. Absolutely. But you look at, especially strongman and powerlifters... Is there a way to train to compete at that caliber, but also help negate the injuries that come alongside it? It's at the competition level. You know, it's very personal. Um, I, I think that when you take you as an individual and you're pushing yourself to that type of maximum effort, maximum load for you, there's always a risk of injury. Um, I, I would I would go back to you know what you were saying about you know when you were, you were taught how to train. I definitely fall into that camp of we were over when I was in when I was younger, just overtraining, always overtraining, and it's one of the things I actually have to even. It seems to me there's a lot of when you go on the internet and everybody's talking about the training side, few people talk about the rest, the nutrition, and well, and the recovery, you know. Um, I had a young man I worked with. We became really good, you know, good friends. We lifted for like six or seven years together. Ended up doing their wedding, uh, doing the you know, ceremony. And he, when we were first lifting together, I talked about, well, we got to lift just three days a week. You know, you lift hard, rest, lift hard, rest. And he's like, no way, I'm doing this thing. So he's in there six days a week. Within about two weeks, because because we were hit, we were hitting it on our days. And he was trying to do the same level of intensity those other days. He kind of like, okay, I need a break. <laughs> I have to, I have to, yeah. st- you, you were right, I'm going to slow down. And then he, by, by taking the breaks, he actually gained more mm-hmm. and became a, you know, a state record holding bench press uh, in his category, in his uh, weight class, you know, hit a, a 425 bench in that 23 year old category and. 
you know, uh, raw bench. I mean, so it, 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 again, that recovery, the rest and recovery is huge. It's actually, in my opinion, it's equally as, it's as, as important as the training itself. It's part of the training. And most people don't take it seriously no. enough. Myself included when I was yeah. younger. And of course, and there's the diet on the backside of that. I mean, you see everybody on Instagram and social media has the new, newest <laughs> and latest, greatest diet that worked for them. But my biggest issue has always been, well, here's the diet that I worked on. Like when we were talking about the Furious 60, it worked really well for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work well for my cousin, who's 6'2 and 150 pounds. Yep. And completely different body. I mean, he can eat all he wants all day long, and he's never going to gain a pound. Right. And he's probably also going to have a hard time gaining muscle mass. Yeah. You know, that he's a, he's a probably, from some of the reading I've done, probably a low efficiency on calorie harvesting. You know, his, 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 uh, his digestive system probably passes through... A lot of the calories that he's that he's taking in. So, when you think of you know, like weight loss and muscle gain, uh, at least what I think I know. Again, that's uh, this stuff is it's a moving target. You know what I think I know is you know muscle gain is a calorie positive activity. You got to train. You got to eat. And then fat loss is a calorie negative activity, which makes it very difficult. It, it can be done but very difficult to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. Right. Because it's, you know, and, and so, and, and then you go to, then you go to the biologically personal side of it. Everybody's different. I mean, much less the mindset, also the physicality. And, and to your cousin, I mean, he's, he's that guy that's going to just eat, 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 and he passes the calories through, right. probably defecates a lot. <laughs> Is he full of that? <laughs> They're related, so yeah. right. right. Well, yeah. If he's your cousin, come on. Just saying. I mean, that's, <laughs> had, to, had to lighten it up a little bit. Right. Bring is it, this, bring is it back. Blood cousin or adopted? <laughs> blood. Oh yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely full of it. Well, maybe yeah. not. Maybe he's empty because he keeps passing it off. Right. And I remember <laughs> at at the peak of that at the Furious sixty, I was doing twelve plus pounds of chicken. Oh God! The, Five the to six. plan on that is super simple, yeah. but it's big. Yeah, and like it's what, like as far as consumption of yeah. consumption of five five six meals a day. Yep. Um, seven days a week you're planning for it. Yeah. So you know what two cheat meals a week maybe if you're calling it a cheat meal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I I kept it down to one cheat meal when I was really like being focused, really honed in. Yep. Yep. But yeah, twelve pounds of chicken, four to six pounds, twelve to fifteen pounds of chicken, four to six pounds of turkey, two to three pounds of beef, half pound to a pound of pork. So a week. A week. Do we do our math? Did I do my math wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I, it, well, I just know because I kept the lights on at Aldi for those at that time, and, and then think, two, I I probably similar, two grocery bags I was of, smaller than of vegetables. Yep. Every week. Yep. And then I try to keep carbs. To, and were you losing weight at that time? Yeah, right. yeah. I, 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 and I kept carbs to under between two hundred fifty and three hundred grams a day, and bad fats at fifty grams or less each day, which is great. But I don't. Well, just the way my work schedule and life is now, it's just not 
sustainable to do that. Great. Well, it could be if I put the Xbox down and spent more time Oof. in the kitchen. But. It's, it's brutal, though. <clears throat> I, I had a buddy of mine, uh, lady, lady that's on my staff, I mean, her son is a professional. He has his pro card bodybuilder at at 154 pounds, I think, you give or take. He, has a, he has, actually holds a world record deadlift. At six fifty, he's one hundred and fifty four pounds. Holds a six fifty four deadlift. Jesus, I mean, and his pro card in bodybuilding. The dude is amazing. He knows his stuff. He he put together a meal plan for me. So, and to your point, I, I was eating. I don't have all the numbers, but I was eating more food than I was comfortable with, and spending more time prepping than I wanted to. Yeah, but I was losing weight. And it's the it's, weirdest thing. But the fuel you're putting in the machine at the end of the day. Yep, feed like, the machine. Yep, feed yeah. the machine. That's exactly it. Like when I, I mean, we've spent enough time on and off that program we've talked about where, like, me being a dumbass that I am, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to, uh, oh, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, you know, oh, I'm going to get back into this a little bit and I'm not going to go balls out with it. Right. But I've done enough that I kind of know where things should sit. I want to leave town for five days. Why shouldn't I buy a bunch of groceries two days before? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm smart. Because because and then you come, you're smart, and you come home to a fridge full of oh man. Well, I, I was I was a good boy, and I I cooked everything and portioned it, and now my freezer is full, like capacity full of meal prep, which isn't bad. Yeah, that's not ter- that's not a terrible thing. It could be worse. It could be like myself where I leave it in my fridge and I come home to moldy and squishy, and it's like. Oh, I gotta just, you know. I mean, that's just a ton of my autobiography. I'm just saying. <laughs> and that—that's my issue. Being moldy and squishy. <laughs> moldy and squishy. Off. I can make five meals, but it's the same meal five times. It's just like by meal three, I'm like, <sighs> I just gotta get you on like the right sauce thing. Like, yeah, that's the thing where I was like, I won't season heavy. Like the whole thing. Oh, don't use a bunch of salt or I just really do what the hell you want. Whatever works for you. Yep, yep. But uh, I'm a sucker for like salsas and things like that. Oh, yeah. That helps a lot. And so it's like, there's one, I think it's Herdez makes it, and it's like a guacamole salsa. Ooh. And it, like the medium is like burn your mouth hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into it like, ah, I like hot, I'll, I'll try the medium. We're going to mild. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to mild. But no, it's super good. And it's like, how much do you put on? Ah, about half a jar per container. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Salsa is amazingly low calorie and loaded with flavor. Mm-hmm. The big thing for me when I was doing that that program, the bulk of my protein in the morning was eggs. Eggs are awesome. You can only cook eggs so so many ways before you for just get burnt out. For the love of God, I think I told you about this Walmart. Sixty count of eggs for under five bucks. Yeah, the big the flat. What yeah, the couple hell of, yeah, yeah. is that thing? I bought one. I was like, "What am I do with this it's, now?" Yeah, I, I saw it. it it's almost embarrassingly. I mean, how cheap that can be when you buy it like that. It's like, mm-hmm. But uh, slap your mama Cajun seasoning. Oh, I put that. I I put that shit on everything. You should. I have another one for you. It's uh, the the Tony. Oh, something. God, it's Tony something. It's a another Cajun seasoning. I think they call it Louisiana seasoning. Mm-hmm. And it's similar, but it's it's more savory. So if you don't want as much heat. Sure. But those two together. Mm. Uh, that would be mad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I throw that on all my eggs now. And I'll do, like this morning, I made a scramble of hash browns, pork sausage, and scrambled eggs. And then I put a little bit on the eggs Sprinkle? to give it something. But then I put extra on top of everything else. And you put some on the eggs? Mm-hmm. Oh. Very, very light. I was going to say, I added a lot more. <laughs> I was like, hmm. 
Is not everybody's as passionate as I am about Cajun seasoning? My my biggest problem with all of this is, you know, I'm, I'm a, a bit of a foodie. Mm-hmm. I like to cook. I like to eat. Same. I like I like to eat well, and it's been kind of the bane of my weight loss. I I, I like to eat. I like to social. I, I'm a I'm a social person. I like to do this: sit, drink, eat, talk. You know, yuck it up. It's good stuff. But on the other side, when you're trying to live that. You know, lifting clean, lower body mass, but strong kind of lifestyle. Food is, you have to think of it as fuel. So like you you kind of mentioned about eating the same thing all the time. You're just like, after a while, you just want to punch yourself in the head. Um, but if you're trying to get there, you have to do that. I mean, there, there's, you, you know, again, I don't want to be, I'm, we're going to get some feedback on that. I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways to think about it. But at some point, there's only so there's only so many ways you can cook eggs and chicken breast and yeah. and time for, headspace for. Because you're also weight. You're, you're not just, you're not just pro bodybuilders and those guys. I mean, they put in a ton of work and they earn everything they got. But if you get to that level and you have the luxury, luxury of not having to also work full time and have a family and kids and you know all that, all the other stuff that life has to offer, there's just not enough headspace for it all. So at some point you just want to, you just want to have a pizza and not think about it. Well, I've said this before, like we talked about this earlier, I think off air. Where it's like, you know, hey, well, you know, shift that whole muscle to fat ratio just by putting on muscle. <laughs> yeah, just keep the fat the same and add some muscle. Well, yeah, Woo. I know we're at 4X, but it's fine. Yeah, right, um, right. Yep. Because I've always said, you know, it's like, well, you know, you look at me, you know about I like, uh, you know, tacos, beer, and uh, cuddling. Yes. It's fine. Uh, you'll never hurt yourself with my hip bone. That's fair to say. <laughs> At one point, I was uh, at Matt, you know, at, uh, at the gym. I had him check my body fat, you know, and I was 292, 5'11", 292, and about 12% body fat, which is not really low, but it's fairly low. And, you know, 290 pounds, I'm like, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm not a small person. You know? That's where we talk about body size, too, is like, I mean, for anyone who's seen Gordon and I outside of, you know, you know, audio. <laughs> Just listening. We're, we're both 6'3". Uh, this is the first time in our friendship in over 10 years that I've been heavier yeah. than him. And I have him by two pounds. Um, well, this I did. I don't know what I'm at now. I've been doing really good the uh, last After last night, I'm probably that. right up there with you. I'm, su- I'm surprised that you're that you're that 320. I, I wouldn't guess that. It's, uh, guess. it's yeah, no. I, it must I, be an Irish thing. Yeah, it's got to be. Because <laughs> most people don't guess I'm 290. You know, they're, oh, 230, 220. Yeah, no. Well, that's hilarious because I, I get that too. It's like, oh, what are you, 225? Dude, get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> add, add a whole hundred on top of that. Yeah. Well, my uh, my beverage director is like 6'6". He just ran a marathon like wow. like right before COVID shut down. And I was he's like, we were talking about that because he's really into fitness. And I'm all about it. But, oh, is it weird that you're like a whole like person bigger than me? No. Because <laughs> I have snacks bigger than you. Keep on going. <laughs> so he's 6'6". Six, six, what does he weigh? Like two, 220. Wow. 6'6", six, six, 220. That's lean. That's lean. He's, yeah, he's, he's pretty well put together. I mean, he's yeah, not yeah, like... Yeah, he's, absolutely. I wouldn't be like, oh, you lift a lot. But he's, you know, I'm a, I run a lot. And I do a lot of cardio and stretching and like yep, yep. whatever. You well, 6'6", six, six, 220. That, that's a big dude. You're no. not you're not picking up heavy things. No, no. no He's like, no. oh yeah, I deadlift. Well, what are your sets? Ah, I do like sets of twenty. 
get out. Right, right, right. It's right. cardio. Yeah, that's cardio. Yeah. Anything over but, eight. <laughs> no, let's just figure out what the hell works for you. Like, I'm and, actually well, curious and, by the end of this weekend who's going to be having your... Oh, Jesus. That, that part about what you just said about what works for you. Um, I've, I've had, you know, I've done a lot of coaching over the years and just, you know, I, like personal coaching without the money. You know, I just get a lot of questions, a lot of... And I have people come to me like, oh my God, I got to go to the gym and do some cardio, but I hate it. Don't do it. Don't do it. What do you like to do? Well, I like to kayak and, and, and hike. Well, then do that. Yeah. You know, I like to, and, my, my, and again, I go back to myself. I, it, I'm not some big weightlifting guru. I just like it. I like to lift. I'm, I'm happy. My happy place is on that bench. On doing doing dumbbells, doing you know flat bar work, straight bar work, squats, dead. I just like it, so it makes it's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't like to lift, well, then you got to do something else. You got to do something. You might actually opinion. find a, yeah. an interest and in, pursue more knowledge in what you're interested in. It's mm-hmm. my, my wife likes to run short distance. She's about you know she likes that three mile kind of run. That's short distance? Well, in, in, in you, right, right. I, you short distance, to like, me, oh, she's like a two block sprinter. Cool. Oh, I'm thinking like a 40. <laughs> that's, that's me. I don't, I don't like to run at all. But my, my wife likes, you know, like that 5K. So her game, her game became how fast can I do it? She didn't want to extend it out to become like, you know, the marathon or half marathon. I've done it in 23 but, miles. So no, I'm, I'm running a four minute three mile. <laughs> or I'm, I'm thinking a four minute 40. <laughs> you know, meaning 40 yards does that have time for like a, a beer break in there like, can I stop and catch my breath halfway on that 40 then I'm in then I'm in I got there <laughs> I, I, as, as you know I'm, I'm a throws coach and uh, that, that 7 foot circle 8 foot circle perfect perfect right that's all I need that's all I need just keep me moving keep me moving and I try to do. I like trail running. I hate just running down the town blocks, city blocks. Oh yeah, it's just, brutal. Eh, we talked right. about this a little bit. So, like our buddy Ben, who's been on uh, the show a couple times, uh, is the normal co-host, not me. Um, he and I, after he also played rugby with us, uh, he's a big bike guy. At least was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of he's getting old now. Like, like Harley he, bike? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh no, no. no I guess no. we're talking about fitness. Sorry. Yeah. Pedal, pedal bike. <laughs> pedal bike. So uh, single track like. Like mountain biking, um, like road cycling, whatever it may be. And I love to mountain bike. Like single track, I love being out in those trails. Mm. It's a great way for me to get cardio in. I thought. <laughs> I thought. Wait, wait. Pause. I went I, I, I went out and I just wheezed the whole way. But that was also my first ride out after getting a bike after four or five years. And yep. then, you know, two months on my ass. But the first time he and I rode together was like, oh, cool, we'll go together. Okay, where are we meeting? I'll be the bike police, but ride out to the trail. Why would we ride six miles to the trail? To the trail. I'm going to car. I throw it in my back of my car. <laughs> we got there, and he was a mile ahead of me the entire damn time until I uh, went over my handlebars. <laughs> he's, like, I'm like, he's like, I don't know how far away I am. I'm about a mile of trail, but maybe not that far straight. And I hear, oh, shit. And you giggling as you just tumbled down this through like 20-foot ravine. <laughs> just, you good? You're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ten-year-old kid behind me is like, What's bitch. going on? Look out. Get out of my way, man. Get out of my way, old timer. No, I, started, I started the trail running for cardio and conditioning for Strongman. I was running trails wow. at the state park. and There's one. It's the Nelson Farm Trail at um, Willow River. 
And there's mm. one particular steep hill. It's like got to be at least a 60 degree pitch. Oof. And if you're running down, you don't see where the water has run out a decent sized trench. Oh. And my foot caught in there. Mm. Of course, there's some ladies coming up the hill who are not bad on the eyes at all. And I'm kind of looking at them like, hey, how's it going? And all of a sudden, my <gasps> foot goes to where there should be ground. And my brain goes, what? And my foot Whoops. continues down. I just go ass over tea kettle <laughs> the rest of the half of that hill. And just kind of roll back out of it for martial arts and keep jogging. But that was totally planned. Yep. yep I was meant to keep do that. On going. I meant to do that. That's, yeah. that's my, my evening tuck and roll. <laughs> just, Get around the corner. Son of a bitch. God pull damn. the rock. Pull the rock out of your flesh. <laughs> your, your, Whoops. Your foot's this way. <laughs> How did I keep <laughs> Right foot perpendicular to the left. <laughs> but I managed. It's like a good move. Because that's why men live less than women. That's True. why women live longer than men. Uh, we've done a fair amount of stupid shit in, mm-hmm. in my day. We have played more too. Like our buddy Clark, who kind of oh, mentioned. No. He's... He size. I am 6'3". I come up to Clark's shoulder. I think he's 6'7". Wow. Oh, he's bigger than that. Yeah, he's about... I he's 6'8", 6'9". So I come up to his navel? Pretty Is that much, about right? Yeah. About right? <laughs> I'm first day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's... At the time in high school, he was bushing 350, 360, somewhere in that neighborhood. In high school. Played, he he, he did play football him. until they blew up both knees, one of them twice. <laughs> and he, he was supposed to be taller, but they put him on medication to slow his growth down because his joints weren't keeping up and he was having a lot of issues in elementary and middle school. And, and he's, like you said he's six, six, seven. Wow. That's a lot of dude right there. But we went out to a buddy's house, his aunt that passed and donated the land to the park, but the park's like, oh, you got to demo the house. <laughs> we're, we're in high school. We can demo a house. That's no big deal. <laughs> right. Again, going back to that, that eight, that when you're 18, 19, you know everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A sledgehammer and a shovel. Let's do it. And that's about all we had, but we had a couple buddies running on the roof, and all of a sudden, one of the, their legs fell through, and Clark just reaches out and grabs him, and you hear Brian muffled through the roof and insulation. <laughs> Clark, don't! Yeah, Clark, don't do it! And Clark rips him down through the roof. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm friends with Shrek. <laughs> but later on, we're, we're, we're screwing Jack. around. You're friends with Jack, too. And they hand, yeah, they hand me a sledgehammer, and they go, oh, take the doors off the hinges. I'm like, oh, cool. Rather than taking a screwdriver, pop the, the nail. You pop the pins. Yeah, no, like, no, no, no. that makes sense. No, I'm just going to pound it through. Take a swing at it, and I miss the hinge altogether, and I hit the door, and on the other side of the door, I hear a Clark grunt. <gasps> I go, oh. And he just kind of opens up the door slowly as I let the hammer go, still attached into the door. Um, please allow me to... Begin my apology, sir. As he just leans back, puts his foot up into my... It covers my whole chest. size 17 shoe. Yeah, and just sends me through the wall, <laughs> back backwards, through the studs, through the insulation. And I'm uh, just laying there on the ground like, well, let's reevaluate the decisions that have led me to this point in my life. I deserve that. I deserve that. Oh, God. I love a good push kick. That's like my favorite kick. Oh. Because nothing says... You shouldn't have done that. Like, this is Sparta. (laughs) This is Sparta. It's the most recognizable, but one of the most useful things in self defense. Mm -hmm. Yours is bouncer. like, front kick. Boom. They're like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Did you see him? (laughs) Should we keep? We're going to go. You don't kick us out. We're going to go. Oh, 
yeah, stupid, stupid things. <laughs> like lashing two A-frame ladders together and then putting a fourth extendable ladder, or a third extendable ladder on top and tying it together with some yarn. Did you, like, pile drive somebody through, like, a table after that? That sounds like <laughs> some backyard wrestling. Like, what are you doing? Those are Buffalo Bills fans. This, I'm a Packer that, fan. And, and again, this is why men don't live as long <laughs> as women. Like, yeah, we bought a bunch of fluorescent tubes, too. I don't know. <laughs> what could have gone wrong? <laughs> Mercury's great for the lungs. Why do you have a... a <laughs> Industrial sized box of thumbtacks. <laughs> we we did a, a glacier trip uh, a few years ago, Glacier National Park, uh, a guy trip, you know, fathers and sons and nephews and whatnot, and we're we're going up to Iceberg Lake, where it's probably you know six seven mile trail. We're about halfway there, it starts to like rain. A little further up, it's starting to snow, <laughs> and it's a summer hike. So we're not really dressed for it. We got our parkas and stuff, and you you get to this point where like all the plants around us are drooping under the weight of the snow and the and the slush, and we have this little powwow about that point, and everybody's like, "Okay, are we going to keep going to to the the man point?" <laughs> Nobody wanted to be that guy. Right. We all looked at each other like praying. That somebody would have be the voice of reason and say, let's go. Maybe we should turn around. But again, you got like, you know, eight guys right. all that are looking at each other and they're like, no. Nope. makes right. Yeah. So what do we do? We keep, we continue to march. We get to the lake. There's so much slush on the lake and the wind is howling and the, the stuff is coming in at 45 degrees. Nope, we're nobody was going to turn around, you know, and so like that, it just you're just that thing where you're not gonna. I called him up. Yeah, he's oh. a good boy. You like the lake too much. He's a good boy. He likes the lake. He's a puppy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Jack. But I suppose we are at about an hour and a half. We can wrap things up here. Closing thoughts, Justin? Oh, uh, come back to me. <laughs> Keep going. Have a dog. Floor is yours. I'm closing thoughts. Um, do what you like. You know, as far as the physical fitness stuff, I, I, I myself, I mean, I, I just do what I like. I like to lift. I also like to share that. You know, and as it's part of how we met, too, is at the gym. I, I also coach just, you know, tr- I teach young people how to enjoy the gym you know I mean whatever in whatever way they see fit that's my thing um, I, I, I don't have any particular degree I have a lot of experience you know as we, again, I'm, I'm 50 years old I've been doing this since I was 10 uh, my parents got me my first gym membership when I was 10 I've been around just been around a while and you see what works see what doesn't and keep it simple you know and let it evolve um that's kind of my thing, you know. I, again, my, you know, we talked about the martial arts. I get martial arts, kickboxing, and weightlifting. It's all good stuff, you know. But as long as you like it, as long as you like it, absolutely. Justin, uh, I guess I'll uh, I'll fall back to uh, my old standard, and you let off with the first line of it, which is, uh, you know, do what you like, don't be a dick, and <laughs> don't be a dick. That's been my pretty much life policy. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm still kind of a dick. 
Uh, no, I mean... It, it'll, it'll, it'll soften as you get older, I think. I've been trying on that, and it hasn't gone anywhere <laughs> so far. Maybe this is the next decade. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, or two. I can say I'm 50, so I'm two decades older. It, it, it does. It's weird. It's weird. You get, you know, you start pushing those, like, how did I get here? How does this happen? I'm thinking that now. <laughs> right? Um, no, it's just, it's a weird time to be a human, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think as long as, uh, like you said, you know, be respectful, you know, Absolutely. think what other people, uh, not just what, you know, the, your world is not the only world. Ooh, that's huge, dude. But uh, at the end of the day, I, uh, I think the bar philosophy works the best and you can apply it to anything. You know, drink what you like, don't be a dick. Just flip up, you know, drink with whatever. Perfect. Thanks, guys, for sitting down with me again for another week. If you're listening, uh, tune in next week. We'll be sitting down with Matt Dryden, owner of our gym, The Body Shop, and he also has a handful of other businesses. I'm excited for that conversation and for you to hear it. Until next time. And my shout-out, real quick, sorry, I'm going to interrupt, but (laughs) thanks, Matt. Uh, Matt allows me to coach the kids that I coach at no cost to the kids. They come into the gym. I do my thing. With them, as long as I'm there, they get to lift, and I appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you, So I'm a kid now. Cool. Yeah, right on. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, everyone, we will catch you later. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rules of the Arena. We will be back next week with a brand new episode for you. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, you can head over to Facebook and Instagram. Hit a follow on there. You can also join our conversations live on Twitch. Just search for Rules of the Arena. Find previous live episodes. Oh, wait, um, Gordon. So other people can join the conversations, but I can't? No, you can't. You're just, you just work the, the magic on the behind the scenes. Uh, many of you have asked how can you support the show Uh, please tell your friends family and maybe tell that annoying coworker that you're tired of talking to over at the water cooler and then you don't have to talk to him anymore it's great and you can also head over to patreon.com I have a little tip jar set up it's just a buck a month it really helps me bring you new episodes and it forces Casey to allow me back in the studio and keep the lights on down here wait yeah no so please don't support it (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for everyone for tuning in and we will catch you next time.